Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. We're Stacey and Pete, and we've got another top five slash top 20 list for you. We do have a <laughs> top 20 list for you. It's good, though. It's it's good to have a lot of options. That means you really love something. It is. Well, listen, this is one that when I started looking at all of the options, I was like, oh, I want that one and that one and that one and that one. And I had a really hard time with it. As per usual, it is TV shows that were on MTV. And maybe we should have broken it up by decade. Yeah, looking at it now, that probably would have been a good idea. Although I feel like most of mine are from the 90s or early 2000s. Only a few are are from the 80s, so I wouldn't have had as many for that. Same here. So I I think we're safe to have done it this way. And that's really because we were teenagers in the 90s and adults in the early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, there weren't as many shows on. That's true. Most of the shows that existed in the 80s were music countdowns, just different versions of music countdowns. Headbangers Ball. Yes. Things like that. Right. But there are a few that I I loved and I remember fondly. Absolutely. Well, let's dig right in. Okay. (laughs) You want me to go through my HMs and then you can go through your entire catalog of HMs. Okay. All right. So my first HM, Yo! MTV Raps. Yes. This was a big introduction for me into rap music, and I've never been the same. So thank you. I think it was Fab Five Freddy was the host. And Ed Lover, right? Oh, yeah. Ed Lover as well. Good call. Love the show, though. Formative for me. Yeah. Next up, Unplugged. I mean, the, the start of that whole Unplugged series, it felt so intimate and different. Amazing. What a terrific series. All of those. Whenever I think about certain artists... Unplugged concerts. I'm just like, ugh. Incredible. They they all feel just so magical. I don't know. Yeah. And they got the very best artists of the day to do it. They did. Now I just want to go watch all of them. <laughs> I know, seriously. All right. Next up on my HM list, the Tom Green show, <laughs> which was very different. Yeah. But listen, where else can you go to find the bum bum song? Right. My bum is on your lips. <laughs> <laughs> also, Tom Green gifted us with another song and and fellow Big Brother fans when yes. he was on Celebrity Big Brother. Shall we sing it together? Sure. I, I like, like coffee. coffee. It's a lot of fun. Coffee, coffee is a lot, lot of fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> he would sing that every morning as he was getting his coffee. Oh, he was great on that show. He was. Love we, Tom Green. I know. And we now sing it when we make coffee. <laughs> yes. Not every day, but a lot of days. It's a special day when the song gets it is. sung. It's usually like a Thursday. (laughs) All right. Next up, this was actually really close to being on my top five list. Mine too. But I kept it here just because of the others. It's just difficult, but singled out. Now, do you prefer Carmen Electra or Jenny McCarthy? Uh, For me, it was Jenny McCarthy. Ah. Nothing against Carmen. Great. I just was really more into it when Jenny was on there. Definitely two different vibes, two different personalities. Absolutely. Like Jenny was a bit funnier and like goofier, yeah. Goofier, kind of take the piss out of people a Mm -hmm. bit more. 
But anyways, love the show. Yes. And Chris Hardwick is host. Oh, that's right. I forget about that. Yeah. All right. Next up, the Osbournes. I'm so glad you put this one down because I <laughs> thought about it, but I already had such a long list. Yeah, I feel like it was the first like version of reality TV that's there now, like in a housewife format, like that kind of thing. I feel like it was the first one like that that I watched yeah. for sure. I know that Newlyweds came out like the next year with Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. But I yeah, I watched the Osbournes religiously. It was so fascinating because he, he was such a character. The oh, whole yeah. family, they were full of characters, you know. But Absolutely. You just didn't know what was going to come out of his mouth. Was Anna Nicole, was her show on MTV? Oh, I, I didn't see it on the list, but I'm not sure. Oh, uh, we looked it up. It was just on E. Right. Okay. Once you said it, I was like, yes, that's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that all along. <laughs> okay. And my final HM, a show I would probably still go back and watch now, Punked. Yes. What a great idea for a show, like absolutely tricking the crap out of celebrities. Oh, it was fun. Like what they did to Justin Timberlake <laughs> to this day is still funny. Oh, he cried. He did. But I remember reading later that he was actually like really high. Was he? So he was even more just like <laughs> distraught. That makes it even better. I know. <laughs> they were such good ones. But yeah. that was a show. And, and I loved like all I think of is Ashton with his trucker hats during right. that time. But that was a show that couldn't carry on for too long because no. people knew unless you had just hired all new actors, you know, but like people started becoming familiar with the the actors that they used. Yeah, because uh, what's his face? Um, why can't I think of his name? He's got a great podcast right now, actually. Oh, it uh, was. Are you talking about? Was it Dax Shepard? Yeah, Dax Shepard. Yeah, Sorry, I couldn't think of his name. Oh, I forgot he was on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh my like gosh. eventually you know who Dax yeah. Shepard is. <laughs> and then some of the other people they used too. But anyway, that was a good show. Yeah, absolutely. And so unique. Like there wasn't, I mean, I guess technically not that unique because it's kind of like candid camera. Sure. Prank shows. Right. But elaborate celebrity. Yeah. That was the difference. And you had Ashton Kutcher at the helm and everybody knew him at that point because of that 70s show. Yes. So the difference for me was candid camera would do small things, Mm -hmm. but punked just went all out. Right. Like they'd build sets. They'd have all these things planned. It was like a movie. It was amazing. It was. I could never handle the kind of pranks that they were playing on these people. No, but much respect (laughs) to Ashton Kutcher and team. (laughs) Okay, time for me to rattle off my HMs. Let's hear them. Okay, so we have road rules. Yes. Right? Which was basically like real world in a Winnebago. Yeah. And they would do challenges and things, which is what, you know, became another show, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Yep. Remote Control. This is one I feel like I watched, but I don't remember it. I'd have to watch some episodes. I know I had to have watched it. I'm going to talk more about this in an episode that we're going to record later today. Yeah. I'm not sure the order of when these are going (laughs) to come out, but it was a game show. You know, it was on MTV. So, you know that it it just looked cool. The set looked cool. The seats they were sitting in were cool. And it involved music videos and just... I don't know, popcorn flying and just all kinds of stuff. It it was, I, I believe it was like late 80s, early 90s kind of yeah. in that time. Right. But it was great. I loved it. And Ken Ober was the host and you had um, Colin Quinn. Yes. It was, and Adam Sandler would, mm-hmm. would show up. That was before people really knew who he was. Yeah. I also had Singled Out on here. Mm-hmm. And then we have Say What Karaoke. Do you remember that one? I do not. That was like late 90s, I think. 
Dave Holmes, who, you know, was already on MTV, was hosting it. That was always fun to watch. Then you have like shows like Making the Video and Diary where they were like, you think you know, but you have no idea. Right. I loved those. I loved like the behind the scenes of musicians that I loved. Yes. It it was a good view into those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also like MTV Cribs was another one. I don't think you like that one as much. No, I don't like that type of show. You don't like people showing off what they have. I don't. Their riches. But I loved looking inside their homes and seeing all the... The opulence. (laughs) (laughs) America's Best Dance Crew is one that was like, I think like 2008, but I loved it so much. Like I love, you know, So You Think You Can Dance. And this one had different dance crews. Some of them were people that either had already been on So You Think You Can Dance or went on to go on So You Think You Can Dance. One of the judges was someone who had been on that show as well. Mm -hmm. And then you had like Lil Mama and JC Shazay from NSYNC. As judges, which is why I started watching. Let's be real. Ah. But that one, it was just so entertaining. The crews that went on there were unreal. Did you ever see Jabberwockies? Did you ever just hear anything about them? I've heard the name. They ended up, uh, well, they opened for somebody that I saw in concert, and I can't remember who it is right now. Who was that? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But I think they had like their own show in Vegas or something for a while. Yeah. They were a dance crew? They won, I think, the first season. Oh, nice. Yeah. Celebrity Deathmatch. That was so fun. <laughs> I was just looking through at kind of the the lineup of episodes, like who went against who. And I was, all these memories came crashing back. I didn't realize yeah. I had watched it as much as I did. Same here. Like I saw the show and I was like, I really used to watch that. It immediately made me think of like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Like just killing someone. I can't remember who it was, but that's the memory that floats around with it. I remember like Pam Anderson against RuPaul. Yeah. And they would have like Jim Carrey versus Mariah Carey. I love like the ideas behind like why they would have certain people go against each other too. I I remember like Marilyn Manson coming in after like Hanson and (laughs) some other boy band. It was so funny. It was funny. It was so unique, like the claymation, Uh that animation style and just the ideas that they had. Like you said, the the different matchups and the why of it you know it's just so unique they need to bring that back they do and then all the seasonal stuff that they would do obviously mtv spring break like glued to the tv for all of it you know when they would be at the mtv beach house like all through the summer snowed in so i loved you know the the ski element of it all Mm -hmm. and then all the rock and jock games the softball the baseball i loved seeing all the different celebrities coming together and there was usually some kind of performance i feel like I remember early days like Marky Mark, you know, and of course his pants, he'd drop his pants and yeah. show off his Calvins, you know. I was there for all the rock and jock stuff. Like anytime you would get like athlete and celebrity mm-hmm. mashups, I was so excited about it. Me too. It was like an event. Oh, absolutely. And I would take it seriously. Yeah. Like I would really want one team to You win. had to choose. Oh, yeah. I just shared an opening for, I don't know, like the 94 softball game. Yeah. Which was also hosted by Ken Ober. but. I mean, the the variety of people was amazing. And you have like Dan Cortez and mm-hmm. it was like Salt and Peppa and Slave of Flav and Anna Nicole Smith. And then you have like Ken Griffey Jr. And just, you know, all the athletes that were big at the time. Yeah. And it was the the homeboys and the away boys. I loved like how they would have their <laughs> names, you know. Yeah. Uh, I got to witness something, in, you know, in person similar to that when NSYNC did their challenge for the children every year because mm-hmm. they it would be the same gist of they would play basketball 
But then there would also be famous athletes and singers and actors and stuff that would come. Would it be like in sync versus? No, it would be like or a mix up. Justin and JC would be on one team with all these other people, and Joey, Chris, and Lance would be on the other team with okay. all these other people. They'd split it up. I mean, they got like a starting five right there. I just wonder if they weren't good enough by themselves. No, I think they just wanted everyone. They wanted to mix it up. They didn't want it to be like us versus you. Uh, I would have liked to have seen NSYNC go up against like the all stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that would have been your your own personal celebrity death match. <laughs> just Jordan and Kobe thunder dunking over <laughs> JT. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to call him JT just to piss me off. <laughs> all right. So that's all of my HMs. All right. See, that's a good list. it didn't list. take me too long. Not too bad. I had to leave so much out. Though. Yeah, I don't doubt it. God, MTV was so amazing. I would love to see a documentary. I'm sure there's one that exists of how the station has changed or the channel. Well, all it is now are all the ridiculous delici- just, deliciousness. Yeah. I don't know. It's all the versions of that. That's it. Like, that's all that's on ever. It's like, what has become of this channel? It's upsetting. I don't know why they can't try to to bring it back somehow. And I know that they are like, obviously, like there's, you know, with the Jersey Shore reboots and the, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. They just do it elsewhere. It's like, put it on Not MTV. Jer- Jersey Shore's on MTV. Family Is Vacation. It? Pretty sure. I mean, I think it's just Not on like the... our app. <laughs> no, it's on MTV, but the- okay. Oh, that's right. It's not on the app. Like the, all the real world homecomings and whatnot are all on Paramount Plus. The yeah. Challenge All Stars is on Paramount Plus. That's true. But it does have like the new MTV. The like, astronaut. The astronaut. And the, and MTV. Yeah. yeah. So it does like true. feel nostalgic every time they play it. Right. But it's not on MTV. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our top five. Okay. Who's going first? Well, you go ahead since I just went. All right. Number five on my list. One of their animated shows, Eon Flux. I was so enthralled by whatever that story was. To this day, I cannot tell you what the story was, (laughs) but I paid attention. Why can't you tell me? I don't know what was happening. Oh. But I was there for it. That's one I never watched. Really? I I just wonder what the story was because I feel like I I haven't watched it in forever, but I feel like she died like every episode or I think that's what happened. It was like little bite sized things. So I don't know if there was an overarching story, but each episode was enthralling and really cool animation as well. Yeah. Number five on my list, Love Line. Did you ever watch Love Live? Oh, yeah. Little Dr. Drew, Adam, Adam Carolla. Carolla. Yep. This was like, uh, this show is fascinating to me. Oh, yeah. The way people would call in with, with their problems. And it would be like love questions and then sex questions and then like weird, like bodily things going on with people. Yeah. <laughs> like, But it would be like questions that I would never have been brave enough to ask anyone. Right. You know, it was kind of like a Seventeen magazine on television. Absolutely. In a way. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, Seventeen would have those little, like, ask, not ask me anything. They'd have, like, say anything where they'd tell embarrassing stories or or they would ask questions that were things you would only want to ask anonymously. Right. About, like, this weird bump on your hoo-ha, you know, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> 
that only Dr. Drew could help you with. Right. He was such the straight man on that show. Yeah. I trusted him. I did too. I don't know if you should still trust him. I'm not sure. I don't know if anything story, problematic but... has come out about, about yeah. him or Adam. I'm not sure. But at the time, I was there for that show. I was too. And it was a nice like a juxtaposition between the two of them and their personalities. Yeah, you it know? was a good mixture. It was. What a time that was. Absolutely. Also, what a time for number four on my list, Jackass. There was a whole flood of this type of content. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, some of it you'd hear from your friends like, oh, yada, yada, yada. But this to me was easy to watch for the most part, other than all the violence and pain and disgustingness. But... <laughs> I loved what it. else was there? <laughs> <laughs> I loved I loved this show. I love the movies. I haven't watched the most recent one, but I'm going to and I'm going to enjoy it. What's the most recent one? It just called? came out. Jackass Forever is the new one. Oh, we will watch it. OK, it's one that I, I just would see occasionally. I didn't I don't know. I, I just felt like they were trying too hard in a way i don't i don't know it just wasn't it wasn't my thing no i don't think it was marketed towards you yeah for sure <laughs> it was marketed more towards me i accept that this one is kind of a combo and it is mostly because it was basically the same kind of show but it just changed names and changed hosts and it was like the same time so we have club mtv <laughs> which was like the dance show that was, you know, like an American bandstand or a dance party USA, but it was on MTV, so it was cooler. Right. Hosted by Downtown Julie Brown. Mm -hmm. It was the best. And they would do the thing where it would be in studio, but then they would also do spring break, like Club MTV at spring break, which was always fun to yeah. see everybody dancing out by the beach, by the pool. And then I believe it was in 92 that it shifted to the grind with the one and only Eric Knees from season one of The Real World mm -hmm. as the host. I was there for it. <laughs> I still, I love Downtown Julie Brown. Do not get me wrong, but I'm going to watch it if Eric Knees, I mean, I was watching it anyway, you yeah. know, but like I didn't mind the eye candy sh <laughs> shifting over a little bit. And it looked like it was in the same place when they were in studio. And then they also did Spring Break and MTV Beach House and all that. Do they still do MTV Spring Break? They don't, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I wonder when it stopped. That's a good question. I know it went, you know, it was still going in the early 2000s, maybe to like 2005. I don't know how much further it went. You guessed correctly. 2005. I, I can't believe it. That was effectively the last year for it. Wow. I wonder who went to that if they knew. They were at the last oh, MTV spring break. That's so sad. It is. I wonder if it was like considerably a fewer amount of people or something. And so Maybe. they just were like, we can't afford to keep getting these big stars here. Right. Nobody's going to show up or something. Or it was probably driven off of ad revenue. The ad revenue that they could use to pay those artists to come yeah. was decreasing, I would say. Because there's always going to be people at spring break to go do whatever. Right. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, those shows for me were very much about, I mean, you wanted to hear the music, but especially as someone who was younger than most of the people that were there. I mean, I watched it still a little bit when I was old enough to have been there, mm -hmm. but 
a lot of it was when I was like 12 and 13. And I was just enamored by the fashion and the dancing and all of it. Just thinking these people were the coolest people I would ever see. Yeah. I always thought I would go someday, but I never did. Yeah. I feel like that's what a lot of people say whenever I post about anything like that. I mean, you know, there's the occasional person who's like, I was there. Yeah. Just want to interview those people. Seriously. Like, Tell me everything. <laughs> we have to know. <laughs> All right, number three on my list. So this started in 1998, and I am still watching it today. We are still watching we it. We are still watching it. It is The Challenge. Forget the house, forget the rules. This is the real challenge. started out as the real world road rules challenge and now it's been shortened to the challenge but it is still going strong they've got the celebrity edition they've now got the og version which we covered on the podcast the first season that's right they're still going i think season three is about to come out like next week or something i can't wait for it i'm there i know love this show yeah it doesn't really get old no it doesn't and they've even like added in at this point people from other they started with people from other MTV shows like Are You the One? And mm-hmm. I, I always got so mad when right. they did that. Then they started bringing in people from like Big Brother, which we were fine with because we knew them because we watched Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Also from like Survivor and Love Island and all kinds of stuff. I believe now there is going to be one that's like CBS the challenge and it's not going to be any of the MTV people. It kind of oh. makes me sad. It's yeah. going to be like people from Big Brother and Survivor and all the shows that are on CBS. I don't like that idea. I'll <laughs> probably watch it, but I know it makes me sad. I, I just maybe it's because of like all stars and stuff. And like with that, they're only picking people that were on real world or road rules, yeah. which I like that. Yeah, I do, too. And listen, if you got to separate fine. The, those lines at some point, that's fine with me. As long as they keep going. But I mean, I'll watch all of it. I will too. Number three on my list, Daria. Excuse me. Daria was actually a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. Mm -hmm. It's just so 90s. I know I say that all the time. I'm just like, that was so 90s. But and seeing a character like Daria, who is so dry (laughs) and like sarcastic. And I don't know, there's so many descriptive words you could use for her. But yeah, just a character you weren't used to seeing. Right. Like as far as her delivery and attitude and demeanor. Yes. And like her best friend, Jane, and then her sister, Quinn. And uh, just, I don't know. I love it so much. I think it was so of the time. And I think a lot of us, especially 90s girls, I think, just hold Daria up on this pedestal. Who did we see here recently that had a Daria tattoo? And you were like, well, they're my favorite person now. I don't know. I don't know. Where did we see that? Was it one of our followers? I, I feel like it would have had to have been associated with our Instagram or something. I can't remember. Like someone sent me a picture? I don't know. I feel like we it was like some kind of celebrity or a show we were watching. Oh. Like a reality show or something. Oh, you're right. I think it was something we were watching. And I was like, look at their Daria yeah, tattoo. Yeah, they got a Daria tattoo. I don't know. We'll have to think about it. Daria is one that I've always wanted to be for Halloween, too, at some point. Yeah? My friend Summer was Daria for Halloween one year, and it was so good. Was it? Yes. That's awesome. But yeah, I don't know what more I can say about it, but I think it's on Paramount Plus. It probably is. 
I mean, that would make sense. I've watched, uh, sometimes I'll put it on sometimes just like during the day while I'm working. Get a little dryness to get you through. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right. Number two on my list is right on the edge as far as when it came out. But the feel of this show is absolutely like 2003 (laughs) and not 2009, but it's Jersey Shore. It came out in 2009, but wow. I feel like Jersey Shore is just like in its own time frame, on its own island. It's just its own thing. I don't know. It is. And I can still go back and rewatch it. Like it was one that I don't think you had watched, but I got you to go back and rewatch the whole series with me. And you loved it. Love it. <laughs> Still love it. And yeah. like, I love me some DJ Polly D and Vinny. Yeah, oh. we watch. Well, we watch some of their spinoff show. We haven't watched Family the whole Vacation. thing. Yeah. We're not caught up, but we'll, we'll watch it. Yeah. I mean, no, I meant the other one. Oh, Double. oh, Double Shot of Love. Yes. We did watch the first season. Yeah. But I think the next one, though, is just Vinny because Polly is with the girl that he was with on Double Shot of Love. Is he really? Yeah, she's on Jersey Shore now. What? Yes. The one we... Didn't like didn't so much. Like. But I'm really interested in seeing what she's like on Jersey Shore, hoping oh that gosh. we'll like her now. Well, now I've got to get caught up. I know. Wow. I think her name is Nikki. Nikki is right. But yeah, I mean, cabs are here. Like, we we went through this phase just like, I don't know, three years ago, yeah. where we binged the whole thing, and I that's all I wanted to do was watch Jersey Shore. <laughs> right. <laughs> You came to the end, and I I think you were really sad. I was really sad, but I was lucky because we watched it right before the reboot. Yeah. So, and we didn't know it was coming. No. It just so happened. Like magic. Yeah. It was perfect. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I missed that one. I think that part of me was like, oh, you're just ripping off of the real world. Yeah. And then I just kept seeing about all of these characters that were coming out. I mean, the whole world knew who Snooki was, you know, and, and the situation and. DJ Polly D. And it was like, you. even though I didn't watch, I knew who every single person was. And mm-hmm. uh, But it was nice to finally watch it and understand what the uh, hoopla was about. Right. Number two on my list, TRL. Total Request Live. It's the only video countdown show I have on this list, I guess. <laughs> I was glued to it almost every day for a couple of years. Really? But it was because of Insane, really. Ah. I needed to know if they were number one. <laughs> I needed to know if they beat Backstreet Boys that it week. It mattered, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or that day. I mean, it was a daily countdown. <laughs> Carson Daly, you know, there were always great guests and performances and all kinds of things going on. I just remember masses of people outside of the windows. Yes. Did you ever go to it? No. Uh, I, I where didn't. was it? New York? Yeah, it was New York. Times I never Square. really watched it that much. I watched a few, but not religiously like you. But it was still like, that was what I watched. I mean, I, I remember being so excited for music videos to premiere. Yeah. Not even just in sync, but all of them. Like, I just, I wanted to see them all. I wanted to be in the know. It was an event. It was. That's another thing I really miss. Mm-hmm is the excitement of seeing a music video. Right. Like it know? mattered. It did matter. You're like, what's the video going to, what's the little mini movie going to be for my favorite song? Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me sad for artists nowadays because I know they still make music videos. Right. And I know they're, you know, they're online, but I just, 
don't think that there's as much. It's not as special when yeah. it's released, you know. It might get a lot of views. And, right. Yeah, people not will an event. talk about it. and But there's something about, like, having to make sure that either you recorded it or you're right there. You're sitting on the floor in front of your TV, you mm-hmm. know, or sitting on the couch. For me, I was sitting on the floor in front of my TV. <laughs> right. Ready to watch that music video and, and ready to hit record so that I could watch it again when... It was over, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a really special time. Absolutely. And that was TRL specifically. That is a fave because of, you know, my love for NSYNC. But I loved all the the music video countdowns in the 80s and 90s, too. I was always there for all of them. Same here. Remember the ones like Elvira would host? Yeah, like these special ones. Yeah. All right. We're up to number one on my list. Uh Also an animated series. Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) So yeah, as much as Daria spoke to you and was made for you, Mm -hmm. Beavis and Butthead spoke to me Mm -hmm. and was made for me. Like when I went to public school, I think I became semi-popular because at the time I could do a really good Beavis and Butthead impression. (laughs) And so I bonded with different people there that could also do good impressions. So we do little episodes. (laughs) Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. Well, we we loved this show for sure. I remember feeling like I I think I wasn't always comfortable with people making fun of other people. Right. So and that's like what they lived for. They did. But I did find it funny. It was funny. And it is a different time. Yes. It's not 1992 any longer. Right. So. You know, things have changed, but at the time, I really enjoyed it. Yes. All right. And my number one, The Real World. This is the true story. True story. Seven strangers (laughs) picked to live in a loft and have their lives taped to find out what happens <laughs> what? when people stop being polite. Could you get the phone? And start getting real. The real world. I mean, it was a true story. True story. <laughs> of seven strangers. <laughs> I mean, so many seasons of the real world. I watched them all. The only one I missed was San Diego because it was a time when I moved to Orlando and I didn't have cable. Was Zach on San Diego? No. Who's on San Diego? Well, he made it, he might have been on the second round of San Diego, actually. Oh, okay. Who was on San Diego that you missed? Uh, Brad. Oh, Brad. Cameron. Like I, Brad. Yes. Uh, and Cameron, who was on Southern Charm. Okay. Jamie Chung, who's an actress. Okay. Uh, I can't remember who else was on it. But I mean, I still to this day haven't watched it because it's also not on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, there's like, they have like... Nine seasons intermixed. You know, it's like you can only get a few. Well, they have like the first four and then they didn't have any up until maybe 11. Yeah. They just put on season nine because that's New Orleans and they're doing a real world homecoming with New Orleans. The first round of New Orleans. The majority of that cast is great. Yes. We've been watching it and it's been really good. But there are two castmates that that are infuriating to us. Two? Yeah. Julie and Matt. Oh, yes. (laughs) <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, it's been upsetting, honestly, some of like Julie's behaviors, but we won't yeah. go into all of that. What I really want to say about the real world, which I've gushed about the real world a lot on this show, we both have. I mean, we covered season one, which was the most impactful for us, I think. It was so great. In to cover so that. many ways. Yeah. yeah. And to see their homecoming was emotional. It was an emotional roller coaster. That's another one that we covered. 
Yes. And then found out that like the. Yes. It was coming. That's right. We didn't even know about real world homecoming at all. No. We just decided, hey, we should cover season one of the real world because that was something that was huge for us. Yeah. And then lo and behold, here Uh, comes homecoming. Yeah. Just a couple months later. Oh, my God. It's like we spoke it into existence. We did. We made it happen. You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) You're welcome. But yeah, I mean, that show opened my mind Mm. in so many ways, and it helped me see the world outside of the bubble that I was living in. Yeah. I mean, early days, it was definitely culturally impactful. Yes. I I don't know what it became because I I didn't watch all the seasons. I only watched, you know, the first seven or so. Yeah, I do feel like later it became more about partying and hooking up. Yeah. And people in hot tubs. (laughs) Yeah. Early days, it was definitely more about like social awareness and just people and their differences and trying to figure that all out and learning from each other. And I don't know, but then it became like the Jerry Springer show. Yeah. Or like Jersey Shore. Or Jersey Shore. (laughs) You know, it was definitely more about quote unquote good TV. I mean, I I prefer the the younger ages. Uh, (laughs) I prefer the the older version of it. But I love it all. And I I really hope that they get around to doing homecomings for all of those seasons, at least like the first 10. Yeah. But I feel like since they're on season nine right now, they're probably going to be doing like skipping around. Yeah. Well, they'll probably get who they can get. You know, it's like, oh, well, now we can get season four. And so they'll get them together. Yes. Because I think, you know, you you want to do it with everyone if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Because even like the the first homecoming, Eric was there, but he had COVID, so he couldn't be with them. It so it's so like, oh, sad. Could we get a season two of season one, please? I know. Because we want them to all be together. Right. Well, now they could do without Becky. It's fine. But. Yes. Without Becky is absolutely fine with me. Sorry, Becky, if you're a listener. Not sorry. But you suck on that show. <laughs> she blocked me, so I'm... Yeah. Oh, that's done. right. Yeah. F*** you, Becky. <laughs> and that was before we ever said anything bad about her. Right. We didn't say anything negative. We actually said positive things. And, you know, they were wrong. It was... All it was was <laughs> uh, we we put out our episode and I tagged all of them in it. Yeah. And she liked it and then blocked me. And then blocked you. But that was before they did... Homecoming. Right. It was so bizarre. Very bizarre. But I think they had all already signed on at that point. So why would you like reject somebody talking about the show? Exactly. And uh, we didn't know. No. We were just making a post. But boy, did she suck on that show. (laughs) She did. If you want to hear why, you can go listen to those episodes. Yes. Uh, I don't know. They're from sometime last year. They are. Go check them out. (laughs) Sometime last year. That is wild that we have been doing this show for as long as we have. I know. Do you know how much this cuts into my video game? (laughs) I was looking at the hours I have in Elden Ring, and I mean, I'm only a little over 100. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, MTV, there's nothing that compares to that network and how it changed everything. Yeah. It can never happen again, but I would love to see some kind of MTV resurgence. What I wish they would do is just play the programming all day long. Started in 1982. When did MTV start? My guess is 81. I can hear the song, their first video. You're right. 81. Thank you. So from 81 through, I mean, I'd be good if they went through like 2000 to go through 2005. That's fine. Just do it. Let's see all of that programming moment by moment. Right. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. I want my MTV.
If it weren't so hard to get the rights of things, we should just start the Nostalgia Channel, where we have our block of MTV programming that starts at the beginning. We have our block of Nickelodeon programming that yeah. starts at the beginning. PBS, game shows. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so incredible to have that all playing for you. Like, I don't want to go and pick it. I want you to play it for me. The thing is, is I feel like maybe on Pluto or one of those, they have channels dedicated to, like, I know there's a Prices Right channel and there's things like that. So Right. But then I get to select it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to decide what to watch, really. Right. You just want to go on that channel and it's, right. yeah, I know what you're saying. Anyways. I wish we could make it happen, but I think we'd need a whole lot more money to do that. That's right. Any, uh, what are those Any called? investors? Yeah, any investors? <laughs> Hit us up. <laughs> All right. That's all. Thank you, MTV. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Also, if you'd like to dive into even more nostalgia, you can come to any of our social media pages for lots more. We're on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. We have a Facebook group called The Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up that you can join. Just answer a few questions and come meet some fellow nostalgia lovers. And if you'd like access to exclusive bonus episodes, early access to some regular episodes, or if you'd just like to throw a little extra support our way, you can become a member of our Patreon by going over to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. And if you enjoy the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and write us a nice little review if you have something nice to say. Not only does it help us out, but it's also encouraging to hear from you all. It's very encouraging. It doesn't take long to just hit the five stars, say a little something nice if you like us. If you don't, why are you listening? I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.